lot of stuff about Pee Wee Gaskins that, that I've read about that people that, that ain't so. His name is Edward Taylor. Born in Columbia, South Carolina, Ed was about 22 years old when he started really getting in trouble. Now, Ed was running around Charleston with some gangs. They occasionally met up with Pee Wee to discuss some things, but Pee Wee wasn't doing the same types of crimes as the other boys, so he never had much to say to them. Well, I was running with the gangs out of Charleston at the time, and then we was all running around together. Well, Pee Wee gets out, he comes back to Charleston, and we all get hooked up around there. Now, and we didn't hang out together. We just met that different portions of times for different people. See, like Johnny Sellers, the one that, that Pee Wee killed Johnny, was Carl Sellers, which is Johnny's brother, and I were real personal friends. Yeah. A matter of fact, if Carl could have got a hold of Pee Wee before he went to jail, Carl would have killed up. Uh, uh, I skipped it right on back. Carl would have killed Pee Wee Seth. Sure will. But uh, we all get would get together down there and talk and do things together. We wouldn't do no nothing actually together as far as criminal or anything like that. We would just talk about what different things to do and this and that and the other. But Pee Wee had his own thing. He had his own thing, and it wasn't what we were doing. It was different, and you could tell it was. And you could tell that he had an attitude about what we were doing and what he were doing because he didn't want to do what we were doing. He wanted to do what he was doing. And at the time, we didn't really know all about all the killings that, that he was doing, see? So we didn't have no idea about it until it came out when he got a car. Ed ran around a lot with his friends, Ronnie Poindexter and Carl Sellers. Carl was the brother of Johnny Sellers. Remember, Johnny was killed by Pee Wee in 1974 and buried with his girlfriend, Jessie Ruth Judy. Ed and Carl were very close friends. Ed said they were pretty bad back then. It was in 1966 when Ed was finally caught. He served time and was in and out a few times. It was then that he first met Pee Wee in CCI. At this time, nobody disliked Pee Wee. He was well behaved and he didn't seem to be a leader of anyone either. Ed liked Pee Wee. He had no reason not to. There wasn't any news yet, at least in the jail, that Pee-wee had murdered anyone, so nobody was afraid of him. Ed was arrested and served time for breaking in Grand Larson. He stole Mayor Lester Bates' safe from his office in Columbia. Now here are some clips from my interview with Mr. Ed. I hope you enjoy his stories as much as I did. I heard that he was to sit down and talk to a really nice guy. Pee-wee was a type of person that he would be like, if you and you and him had something going as far as work or play or recreation or whatever, he was the type of person that could go along and do fine with it and be happy with it, you know, until the end comes that there's something that he's not familiar with or he don't want to do. Then he kind of gets a little rebellious about it. But, I mean, he don't jump up, start springing, hauling, and carrying on, and start killing people. But uh, it's just, it just gets into a phase and lets it simmer down, you know. But then whatever he does after that, it, you know, it's hard to tell. When, when I first met Pee Wee, I was working in the guards' mess in, in prison. I was cooking for all the guards and the wardens and all. And that's how I got to know Pee Wee. He came up to the guard place, to the guard shack one day, and asked me, could he get something? I don't remember what it was. 
probably drink food or something. And legally, you're not supposed to give anybody anything out there. But for some reason or another, I mean, I didn't have nothing against Pee Wee. I didn't know anything about him. I liked him. We spoke and talked. And he got whatever it was I gave him. I don't remember. And since then, me and him got to be pretty good friends. If he wanted something, he'd come by and give it to him, or he'd I'd take it to the ward and give it to him or whatever, you know. He'd be thankful for it or whatever, you know. Uh, because in prison, you you got to have a way to make money in prison. And my way of making money in prison was working in that guard's shack down there and in guard's quarters because uh, I was selling food and stuff out to inmates. and Even the guards, they would come in and get stuff when they weren't supposed to. Okay. So I had it made in there pretty good. I was doing pretty good with it. But that that's how I, I got to meet Pee Wee. Uh, and Pee Wee, he would, he would come in and get what he wanted, either give you something, bring you something or whatever, and he'd turn around and leave and thank you and go about his business. You know, and you wouldn't hear nothing else from him. And I don't know of anybody when I was down there that I can recall disliking Pee Wee. I mean, I, I don't know of anything that he'd done to anybody down there that caused anybody to you know, unfriend him or whatever. He, he always walked the yard and done pretty good with everybody else. And what were you in for? Breaking in Grand Larkin. <laughs> and safe cracking is what it was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> boys will be boys. I'm telling you. <laughs> we were bad back then. We were, you know, one of them things, get hooked up with, with the wrong crowd and you in trouble, honey. They got me for... Uh, for stealing Lester Bates. You know, you know, you ought to know Lester Bates. You from Columbia? Okay, he's he was the mayor of Columbia. And they got me for stealing his safe out of his office. See. And uh, they called me. I don't I don't remember how they found out. I did later, but at the time I didn't. They called me and asked me would I bring them all them bonds and all back out of the safe. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about their bonds. So they said, well, we know you, we know y'all got them, and we got to give them a hat. We need them back. I said, well, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. So I hung the phone up. I didn't think nothing about it. So later that day, my phone rings, and it's Lester Bates. He gets on the phone and starts talking to me. Well, I didn't say nothing to him about it. I told him, I said, I don't know what you're talking about, Lester. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well... What, 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 whatever happened to them bonds and all of uh, I, I said, well, I don't know what happened to them. I don't know what happened to them. They probably got burned up or something. I don't know what happened to them. And he said, okay. Well, when they caught me and put me in jail, they tried, they doing everything they could do to make me name Left Bates as part of, part of this deal. And I wouldn't do it. They would, they would have turned me loose if I'd have told them if he was, he had, that he was involved in it. I said, no. like he could be a very happy person and then again if you look at him at the other time you can tell that he was alien you know uh, but as far as problems I honestly and truthfully don't ever remember or uh, know of anybody that ever had even when we were in Charleston running around I never heard nobody say nothing about Pee Wee before jumping on him or bothering him or nothing like that Do you believe that 
Pee Wee did everything he said he did? I believe he's done three-fourths of it. There's some, there's some stories can be told about that place and the people down there. Well, I was going to ask you um, to give me a description of CCI. What's it like? What's the atmosphere like? It, oh, yeah, I never really thought about that. But it's a, it's, it's an open place. It, everything is open. It was then, but now it, it, it's not because of the gangs and the people in there. But back then, it was, a, it was an open facility. You could go and come just about anywhere you wanted to. Now, sometimes some of the wards you could get into, and some of them you couldn't. It depended on the ward and where it was at. If you, if you lived in that ward, then the correction officer would have to let you in. But if you didn't live in it, you couldn't go in it. Now, like in the sales, in the regular building number one had all the sales. Had, was it four tiers of sales? Four, four tiers of sales, I believe, was in it. Now, that's a dark dungeon in there. I mean, it had, it had concrete floors, solid walls, and it was, it was like a dungeon. And it was cold. cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, was, it, it, it wasn't open. So you, you go in there, you go locked up. Or stay locked up and come back out or go in, and that's it. You don't, you don't do nothing in there. Just don't do nothing in that building. But go in and go to bed and go to sleep and get up the next morning. So if you really want to do anything, the best thing to do is when you get up in the morning, go eat breakfast or whatever, just stay out the rest of the day. Because you got to play, you got you got a ball field and everything. You got a racket field and all that you can go out and play on. And then they had back then they had what they called prison industries where they were making license tags and book, the book binder and stuff like that. So you could go in there and get a job in there and you'd have something to do. Mm -hmm. But now, today, in there, they don't do all that, from what I can understand. Gotcha. But back then, it was, it was pretty open. It was pretty open. And the, the security wasn't as tight as it is now. Back then, man, you could, you could fight on the yard and get by with it. You can't do that down there now, you know. You know. But they didn't have a lot of fights down there. They had... Uh, had a couple stabbings down there when I was down there. Uh, matter of fact, my brother-in-law was down there and he got stabbed. And uh, another friend of mine got stabbed. He got stabbed 17 times and killed him. Yeah. But, uh, all over foolishness. People is uh, hunting people in prison. Now, he, you could put them in two or three different kind of categories. You can put the good, the bad, the evil, or whatever together. And you got a mixture of all of them. But when you get all them people together, that, you, that, you, you stare them together, you can't tell them apart. You don't know who's going to bother you, who ain't going to bother you, or whatever. You know? Yeah. I had a guy walk up to me one time with a knife, we're going to stab me. Whoa, wait a minute. Hang on, buddy. I'll be right back. You ain't, you ain't picking me with no knife. Mm. So I went and got mine and went to his house, to his place where his dad. Had been a friend of mine, I'd have stayed in my life. I'd have gotten good. If you don't play in prison, you don't, because if you, if you do, and you, people take advantage of you. I know. So, but uh, I just got lucky, you know. And uh, I'd done my time and got out. I said, I ain't going back down there. I'm done with that. No more. Mm -hmm. You know, I hate it, and that, it bothers me a lot. Uh, it's a bad thing, but it's something you got to live with, you know. And I've been, I done went up, tried to get a pardon twice, and they won't pardon me. 
I had a pretty bad record. Uh, uh, pretty rough. Uh, pretty rough. Go in there and then they 
decide what they want to do with you, where they want to put you, and this and that and the other. See, but I'm telling you, when they put people in jail for killing people, they put people in jail by and want to prison cell by itself. They put them in, in a population. Because let me tell you something, back then where he killed the blacks and this and that and the other. See, back then, the blacks and the whites, they weren't doing a lot of this here fighting amongst each other. But it all started back in, about, I got out in 71, and it was about to start boiling over there because the day that I left down there, they had a big prison riot. And I was lucky I left because if I hadn't, I might have been in there with it. But because uh, <laughs> some of the friends of mine was in, in, involved in all of it, I, I would have probably been in it. But I, they sent me out, and I went to Watery, and that's where I made parole at. Uh, but it, you just don't, you know, you just don't put people in, in in open population. You just don't do it. They don't do that. They don't do that, you know. Uh, but uh, that's why I say I, it's hard for me to believe that people got raped for prison like that. You know, they have to kill all the people. I find it so fascinating to hear personal stories of interaction with Pee Wee. As I do my best traveling to bring you untold stories of Pee Wee and the people he came in contact with, make sure you share my podcast with your friends. Donations for travel and research can be made via Venmo at Nicole Simmons 87. Stay tuned for more. Thank you.